Hi everyone, this is Nicola Connolly Bourne here, the Personal Empowerment Specialist, and you are very welcome to my podcast, Soul Chats. This podcast tells the story of some of my clients and my colleagues' experiences before and during the start of their own personal and spiritual development journey. But most importantly, you'll get to find out what life is like now for them after they are doing the work consistently, persistently and insistently. Enjoy every single moment of these very personal and powerful stories. Carmel Egan, you are very welcome to my very first interview of a client. You are number one. So this is series two. I'm very glad to be here. I'm very honored to be here and very honored to be asked to be here. So thank you, Nicola. Thanks a million. So let's cut straight to the chase. Who is Carmel Egan and what is she up to right now? (laughs) So uh, Carmel Egan is is a strong woman. Love it. Uh, She didn't get here easily. Uh, but she's here now. Uh, about three and a half years ago, I decided, well, I don't know if I decided it, to be honest, but I came across one of your videos and I still... Hold on, before we get to that. Before, okay, okay, okay. What are you doing in your daily life? Tell me about your relationships. Who was who's around you right now? Ah, so I have uh, my Pete, who is my dearly beloved. Um, then I have five children I have three boys of my own and I inherited a boy and a girl when I married Pete wow so I'm also a nana to a wonderful little boy Noah ah yeah um I work in your eyes changed when you said that Carmel (laughs) well they would wouldn't they he's the light your eyes changed when you said you were a nana he's a different level yeah um I work full-time brilliant uh I'm who am I is a really really good question um it's hard to say who I am you you just want to you need to spend time with me to work out yourself who I am yeah um but but I'm in a great place I'm in a fantastic place in life I have to say um I'm 48 years young good girl and uh the last three years of my life have been really really good and I would say this year is one of the better years Wonderful already. Despite the pandemic. Yeah, despite the pandemic and everything. In fact, the pandemic can be a blessing to some people, you know, um, despite everybody being sick and all of that horribleness around it. Um, But for me personally, it's been a real real chance to go in and go deep and grow and come out the other side. So, uh, yeah. Right. So let me start asking you some questions. Okay. We go down underneath the hood, Carmel. Okay. Describe your life and how you felt before you started to do personal development. Because it's hard to even uh, imagine what what I was like back then because I didn't have a clue who I was or what I was like. Um, And I came across a video of yours one day on Facebook, on social media, and I will never forget it. The video was about who are your friends? 
Oh, wow. And who are you for your friends? Do you live your life according to your friends' opinions or do you live your life according to your own? And that was it. I, I was like, who is this one? I want to see what she's saying. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget that video. And uh, who is this one and what's she saying, you know? So I did the video and I really, really liked it. And I think my first message to you was, I really like what you're saying. Yeah, we mu I must actually scroll back and see. It'll take a long time to scroll back. <laughs> a long time, a long yeah, time. Yeah, I must actually so, scroll back and see what, what it is. Yeah, so uh, before I started doing the work, uh, I was a nutcase. I was an absolute, I'm still a nutcase, uh, <laughs> but I was a lost nutcase. I didn't know where I was going or what I was doing. And I'd go with the, sh with the brightest light or what I thought was the brightest light at the time. Shiny um, object uh, syndrome. What was it called? Shiny object syndrome. Okay, I didn't know it was called that. And uh, I, I'll go here and I'll be who you want me to be because that's the best way. And then I might go here and be who you want me to be. And oh, hang on, there's someone better over here and I want to be someone else. Um, and my life the was full of drama. Please, Carmel. Pardon? The disease to please. The disease to please was very strong with me. Yeah. Um, and my life was full of drama. And at the point that I met you, I was tired of drama really tired of the drama and I used to feel if like I spent my days shouting and roaring at my sons um I used to think can you divorce your kids like they were teenagers and driving me demented and my whole day would be shouting and roaring it was when I think back to the energy and that was used and drained it was it, was, it wasn't good like but it brought me to, to this work and it brought me to, to my tribe now. So I'm, I'm really grateful. That was that. actually the next question I was going to ask you is what brought you to the point of looking for help? <laughs> I ran out of steam. I couldn't shout and roar anymore. And it wasn't going anywhere. And I wasn't being heard or listened to. And the more I wasn't being heard, the louder I shouted. And it was draining me. It was exhausting me. Mm. Um, so there had to be another way to live life. There had to be another way to live my life. Like it couldn't be constant drama and toxicity and bullshit. Like there had to be something better. And how were you feeling on the, on the inside of your body back then? Uh, crazy. I used to have this black energy in my, now realize it was my core and it was constantly bubbling. Sometimes it would spark and it was constantly nervousness. And, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't nice. Like, Okay. A lot of anger. A lot of anger. Okay. A lot of anger. A lot of wanting to be heard. A lot of roaring and shouting. And, okay. And, and I was great for threatening the kids. Okay. Like, I'll, I'll take the PlayStation off you, but I never would. Okay. So I spent years doing that. And break. So, you know, I needed to break that cycle, you know. Um, so the first thing I learned, the biggest thing I ever learned mm. was you don't have to shout to be heard. You just need to change your language. Oh, I love that. That is powerful. And that was a foreign concept to me. What do you mean, change my language? There's only one way to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually got so, shivers when you said that there, Carmen. Mm. Okay, okay. So what was the process like at the beginning of your personal development journey? At the very beginning of it, yeah, honestly, I thought it was uh, all rainbows and unicorns and fluffiness. And this is great. This is great. But I wasn't really digging deep to do it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then as I developed in the work oh my god I remember calling you at times and saying like I thought this was supposed to make you better 
I thought this was meant to be easier. Why is it so hard? And you explained to me that, you know, each step gets harder and harder until you almost can't reach it. But when you get over it, it's another level for you. You're up another step. Um, So in the beginning, like the first year, the first six months was fluffy enough, you know. Okay. Uh, But that was until I peeled back the first layer. Yeah. Then I would say the second year was tough. But uh, once I started applying the tools and really listening, I had a problem. I used to have a problem with listening. I love the way you corrected your language there, Carmen. You got to. Yeah, absolutely. I, like that. I used to have a problem with listening. Yeah. I like that. But it's, it's very interesting the way you said there um, that for the first couple of months, it felt like uh, rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. And I, I often explain to clients, and you'll remember that I explained this to you as well, that that can sometimes feel like a false high. And for then, sure it was. And then you plateau because you realize, oh, okay. This does feel really good and the tools do work, but then you plateau and you have to force yourself to go to the next level. You do, you do. But you have to slow down in the beginning as well because it was so nice and so new and so sparkly. And I was like a sponge in the beginning. I still am. Like I am, absolutely. I love learning, uh, especially this work. Um, But in the beginning, I was like, give it all to me give it all to me it doesn't matter if I can't handle it just give it all to me yeah. and you know I was told on more than one occasion, than one occasion slow there. yourself down yeah. because this is for life this is not a new fad or diet or lifestyle this is this is the rest of your life lady this is not like before this is new stuff this is different you gotta slow it down and take it in properly yeah. and I remember the first time I was told that I was like what do you mean Shine doing great yeah, look at her trying to rein me in. Well, what do you mean? I thought this was my place where I could be myself. Sure, let me go, let me go, let me go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And do you know something? I love uh, watching Noah now, my grandson. He's 16 months old. And I, I'll automatically go to help him. And he's like, no, Nana, I can do it myself. Yeah, and I yeah. just sit back and go, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? It's brilliant. Okay. How long did it take before you started to see the results in your life when you were using the tools? It took a good year, Nicola. Okay, okay. It took a good year because the first six months were were such a, uh, what I perceived to be, you know, this is it, this is as good as it gets, it can't get any better, and the work won't get any harder, and, okay. you know. But it, like, it took me a good 12 months. And, and even when I was a year in, I couldn't believe the amount, that the, the distance I had come on the journey. Yeah. When I looked back, I think, Jesus, that was only a year ago. Wow, I've really, you know, come on like in, in my own journey. Yeah. But you must have saw sparks of difference in you in the first 12 months that made you keep going. Oh, absolutely. Um, when I first started to change my language, especially with my son, um, I remember saying to him one day, I will no longer tolerate or accommodate this behavior. And I remember him saying, are you smoking weed, man? (laughs) (laughs) And that was like, that was only a few months in and he was like, what's going on here? But what that did for me, the old me would have stopped talking. So I was only four or five months in and the old me would have stopped talking like that. Yeah. But I saw something. Actually, I felt empowered. 
okay, so your language empowered you forward and your absolutely. children realized this is business. Absolutely. Okay. And when it kind of pulled the, the it, it, he was taken aback by my change of language. Mm-hmm. And I thought, stick with this, stick with this, stick with this. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it was, it was four or five months in when that disagreement occurred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Okay. 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 So what was your biggest, in the first 12 months, what was your biggest light bulb moment for you i didn't have to shout anymore okay if i changed my language i didn't have to shout to be heard okay okay i like that that was massive because i was really tired of shouting and i shouted a lot okay okay um now i wasn't going to ask you this but i will what was your second biggest light bulb (sighs) that it was enough to be me i love that i'm so glad i asked you that question so you realize it's okay to be me. Yeah, it was okay to be me. And these light bulbs came always out of what I thought was a crisis at the time, where I'd be on a call to, to my mentor or girls in the tribe or whatever. And, and it was when I was impassioned and dealing with a, with a difficulty that the, 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 the light bulbs happened. Because I remember one struggle I was having. Um, and I was talking to the girls about it. And I was like, you know what, lads, I, I, I love me and I, I, I can't unlearn this shit. That was a light bulb because that was probably the first time in my life I had said that. But I, I was in the heat of it and it came out and I meant it. Yeah. Tell me more about that you can't unlearn. You can't unlearn this stuff. Like, seriously, the, the, this is not a book you can read that you can learn stuff and, and choose to ignore it because no matter how you choose to ignore the, the new beliefs that you're having and the new work that you're doing, it's, it's in your gut and it's niggling at you. And no matter how you try and stray from that, it's, it's your moral compass. It, it's your awareness. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 Carmel, you know that's not the right way to go with this. You know that's not the right way to go with this. Uh, and for me, like, to, to not shout and argue and give out and, and give back, to sit still with something and to choose my moments and arguments. And the old me would be shouting and roaring and my God would be saying, no, you know, that's not right. You know, that's not the way to do it. And I can't ignore my awareness anymore or my gut, whatever you want to call it. I woke up, I woke up. And you can't go back once you wake up. Yeah. You were asleep and you woke up. And when you're awake, you can't go back asleep again. No, no. And and that's that's not easy to go through that process either you know but this voice in you just gets louder and louder and louder and you cannot ignore it you have when you're awake it's uh it's life-changing that's beautiful um so just to explain to our listeners what spiritual practice means so some people think that spiritual practice is something to do with religion but when it comes to i am positive mindset i just want to be really clear that spiritual practice is learning how to love yourself correctly that's right so my question for you is is what is your daily spiritual practice okay like you said you know it's it's not about religion um but what i do with spirituality for myself is i'm very practical Mm. so i keep it very very simple 
So my daily spiritual practice, I when I get up in the morning and I'm brushing my teeth or whatever, I'll always look in the mirror and I'll wink at myself and I'll say, I got you, kid. Today is going to be a good day. I got you. Yeah. And that's speaking to my younger self. You're speaking to your inner child. My inner child. And I'll high five myself in the mirror. That's the very, very first thing I do. Okay. Um, I have recently, you'll be proud to know, started journaling. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't my know God. that you stopped, Carmel. <laughs> this is new information to me. Jesus, Nicola, the power of the pen, lads. Oh. Here, it's another level, like, it's another level. So I, I do a, a, a five-minute journal in the morning, every morning, mm. and I write the three things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I write my intentions for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I write my affirmations, oh, which like are that. my I am's. Lovely. Your I so am's. however I'm feeling that day. Um, and I go through different phases of writing different things, you mm. know. Um, but a lot of the time lately I write I am titanium because that's how I'm feeling. I feel titanium strong. Oh, wow. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah. You know? So I take it that you, well, first of all, I didn't know that you'd stop journaling. But obviously you were journaling when we started yes. the process and then I yes. don't to stop then. Yeah, I got I didn't get complacent, but I thought, ah, you know, I'm good. I have it down now. I have it done. I don't need yeah, yeah. <laughs> that right, Lark. I can get sure I can give that up now. <laughs> I've arrived. <laughs> I'm home. I don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> OK, so what happened for you that you realized you had to go back to your journaling? Uh, because, it, well, it was what I thought it was one of my daily habits. Mm. I didn't realize that it was doing so much more for me than what it was actually doing. Right. So uh, you know, I used to go around, you know, my head in the clouds and say, today's going to be a good day. Today's going to be a good day. And nine times out of ten, it was a good day. But when I started journaling and writing my intentions, mm. it was I intend to eat well today. Okay, so you were getting, you were going. So I was becoming complacent with food. I had stopped drinking the water. Okay. You know, so when I wrote it in the book, I had to do it because I wrote it. Mm. So it it kept me back on track. Pardon? You made a contract with yourself. Yeah, I wrote it out. So it it just kept me more accountable to myself. Excellent. You know, you don't have to be accountable to anyone else in this world, only yourself, like. For sure. For sure. You know? Okay. So Carmel, I can't is very interesting. Explain the language of I can't in your world. I can't means I choose not to, even if I don't realize it at the time. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously, there, there's no such word as I can't. It's I choose not to, but it's okay to, to choose not to do something. And I think sometimes for me anyway, I used to use the word I can't as an excuse to get away with stuff. I can't do that. I can't go here. You can, you just choose not to. Yeah. You know, and another thing I've learned about being aware and being awake is that um, people accept the word I can't, but when they're awake, they don't. Yes. You know, if that makes sense. So if someone says to me, I can't do that, I'll say, the old me used to say, what do you mean you can't? But the new me says, why can't you? Explain that to me. Yeah. You're putting it back on them. Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because people have to own their stuff, you know? Yeah. 
I have to own my stuff. So that's a that's a good example. I, I can't. And another word I, I don't use a lot anymore. I use it very, very rarely is the word but. I'll always change it to however. I like that. Because to yeah. but something is is to, to block it. Yeah. Yeah. And however, or however is, is more alternative. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, how do you feel about the words I am? Uh, how do I personally feel about the words I am? Mm -hmm. When you use them in a sentence. Ah, okay. I feel um, very powerful about the words I am because I have that tattooed on my back. Okay. Tell us about that, yeah. Carmelie. So, um, the, I, I'm, as you know, part of the private membership um, mm -hmm. that you have, uh, and they are my family. They are my backbone. Mm -hmm. They are now my family of choice. They are not my family mm -hmm. of origin, which yes. is the family that I was born into. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the support and the love and the kindness and the work that I have felt courageous enough to do in that group mm -hmm. has become my backbone. Mm -hmm. So I have the family wrote on the top of my spine and I am positive mindset wrote down my spine because it's my backbone in life. Mm -hmm. So would it be fair to say that before you were doing this work, you might not have used the words I am in a very empowering way for you? Absolutely, 100%. All you ever heard out of me before I started doing this work, this work was, it wasn't even I am, it was I'm. I'm sick of this and I'm tired of that. Whereas now it's like, I am getting tired of this. I am not happy with this because when you say i am you're owning yourself like what comes after i am is what you become it's what you are yes. like so to say i am something is is powerful because whatever comes after that is what you're saying about yourself it's what you are it's what you're so like it's what you manifest so you know i am grateful for everything that i have in my life and i am you know um just I am, it's me, it's what I am. Uh, you know, it's mm. not I'm, you don't say I'm anymore. It's I am, mm. you use your words mm. properly with this So work. what you say after and before and after I am is what you're becoming. That's right, 100%. So, you know, in my, in, um, in my I am's, that's why I do them every day. Um, it's I am titanium. Imagine yeah. saying that about yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff, like. Powerful. That's right. I hope right. I am enough is in there. It is. I am healing is another one I've only started using lately. I am healing and I am changing. Love it. They're very progressive. Yes. Transitional. Yes. Yeah. I, I am that. learning. I love it. I love that. Okay. So now that you have all of this newfound knowledge and you're continuing to, to gain more knowledge, what does your life look like now? Oh, Life is very beautiful now. Good. Uh, it's not rainbows and unicorns. Nope. It's certainly not that. It has its challenges. Mm -hmm. um, however, the difference now is I have a bag of tools mm -hmm. to deal with the challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, life is a lot less fearful now and a lot less scary. Love it. Okay. Um, I used to wish my life away. I used to say, I can't wait for this. Again, using the word can't. I can't wait for this and I can't wait for this. 
I, I don't know. Like my, my husband said to me, um, he used to say to me, you know, when we first met, and he still says it, I wish I met you 20 years earlier. Oh. And I say, no, 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 you wouldn't have lasted with me 20 years earlier. But <laughs> I actually now get what he meant because yeah. to have 20 more years of this life is a wonderful thing. Absolutely. You know, um, life is good for me. Life is good for me. I am accountable to nobody but myself now. Yeah. Um, so I'm home. I know who I am. Level of control now, Carmel. Oh, certainly. Certainly. Okay. So the wheels very are back rarely on the cart. Pardon? The wheels are back on the cart. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I very rarely. I don't think I've lost control in a long time. Good. Um, so and it's okay to lose control, Nicola. It's okay to have a wobble like as long as you have the right support there. And it's okay to go in and say, I'm having a wobble. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like the whole anger conversation that came up two weeks ago. People being upset with me being angry. Anger is an emotion. That's okay. That's right. And it comes and goes and it's okay to have it, to have that. Yeah, that's um, okay to, because all emotions are equally as important as each other. That's right. It isn't possible to have a positive mindset all of the time. That's right. And I suppose the tools give us an opportunity to dig ourselves out of a space that may not be positive. That's right. To get back That's, to being. However, uh, yeah. Um, like when I, the only time I will, if I lose control is when ego kicks in. Oh yeah, ego. Yeah. So yeah. for me, I used to think ego was uh, thinking that you were better than yourself better than you are or better than somebody else it, it's it's a two-way thing it can tell you that you're less than in fact it probably tells you more that often that you're less than instead yeah. of telling you that you're more than um, and it's a complete and utter false sense of self however if you don't get hold of ego and if you don't pick up the tools you know it can cause hard damage in your life like mm, absolutely yeah. that was actually a really good description of ego there Okay. <laughs> not everybody understands what ego is. Well, for yeah, like that for me, I used to think ego was, uh, e to, to be egotistical is to be full of themselves. That is one side of ego, yes. Mm. But the, the louder voice of ego is to tell you that you're less than you are mm. and that you're no good and that mm. you can't do anything. And, you know, especially, you know, if you have a wobble, like no matter what it is, whether it's your water intake, whether it's your food, whatever changes you're trying to make, you're not going to make them successfully straight away. You have to take baby steps. Did you ever watch a child learning how to walk? Did you ever watch that? And they fall and they wobble and they go off to the side. And then you'll say, oh, that's okay. And you'll pick them up again and you'll encourage them on again. Mm. As an adult, you're learning to walk again when you make these changes. Yeah. Like, and if you have a wobble, ego can kick in and say, ah, oh, sure, look at, look, you knew you couldn't do it. Why don't you bother trying? But you need to take yourself back to those baby steps. And that's what you're doing when you're changing your life like this into Absolutely. this magnitude you're taking baby steps and if you fall down you pick up the tools and say it's okay carry on it's okay yeah. whoops a daisy yeah like you yeah. say to a little baby you know pick up the tools and keep going keep up the tools but that's where you got to be careful of ego and that comes with doing this work for sure you know for sure absolutely it's the ego that holds us back okay yeah. so what advice would you give to your younger self <laughs> what would you tell young Carmel Egan Tell a lot more people the word no. Oh, I like that. That it's okay to say no to a lot more people. Okay. Yeah. And that it's okay to listen to your gut and to be your own best friend. 
What age are you talking to now? What age, Carmel, are you talking to now? Uh, 15, 16, actually. Okay, so as young as that, very good. Yeah, like 15, 16. So no is a safe word. No is a very safe word. No is a complete sentence and does not require explanation afterwards. Oh, I know. Like you can smile. Girl. You know, you can smile when you say no. You don't have to have yeah. your head down and go, uh, no. You can yeah. look up and smile and say, no, that doesn't suit. I like that. And you're also showing them your teeth there, Carmeline. <laughs> <laughs> My man used to always say that to me when I was going to school, you know, smile, show them your teeth. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay. <laughs> what advice would you give others, give to others that were on the fence about starting their own personal development journey? Do it for yourself. Don't do it for anyone else. That's the first thing. And it's okay to be scared to make the changes in your life, but they don't have to be huge changes. They can be baby steps. You know, be your own best friend. People go around their whole lives looking for best friends and they don't realize your best friend is already inside you. Mm. Mm. You know, it's the best thing you'll ever do for yourself. It won't be easy, that's for sure. But you know, life isn't easy. So you have to choose your hard, like. And, mm. and I, I advise my, my adult children of this now. Um, they might come to me with stuff, uh, you know, especially my, my stepchildren more so. Because um, sometimes you feel you can't talk to your own parents. So you'll talk to, to uh, you know, your step parents or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and I said, it's a very good example of choose your heart. So it's really hard, the situation that you're in right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm suggesting these changes to you. And I can see the fear in your face. But that's on the other hand. So you hold your two hands up and you balance it. So you either live with this shit or grow mm. with this shit. Choose yeah. your heart. Yeah. Choose it. Because it's going to be shit anyway. Yeah. But the difference is the outcome. Yes. Do you, does that make sense? It makes loads of sense, Carmel. I love that. Yeah. It's the difference is the outcome. Because you know, you want to stay with this shit for the next 40 years and let it affect every relationship you have in your life. Yeah. And then get to the end of 40 years and look back and you're going to be full of regrets. I wish I didn't do that. And I wish I didn't do that. And I wish I hadn't done that. And I wish I had done that. So choose your heart, you know, do it afraid anyway, yeah. you know, but, but do it. If, if, if you want to change, if you're tired enough, like when I first started doing this work, Nicola, I have to be honest with you, I tried to ram it down everybody's throat. Yeah. And people have and to find their own. Out, Carmel? What? How did that work out? <laughs> it nearly got me divorced. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's another question for you. What advice would you give to somebody who does start their personal development journey and attempts to ram it down other people's throats? What would you tell them? Don't do that. Go quietly and softly. And those with ears to listen will hear what you're saying. Yes. This is your journey. You're doing this for yourself, not for anybody else. And it's going to be difficult in the beginning. You're going to find... A uh, few, lots of, of different reactions to what you're doing with yourself. Like, so, you know, you'll have the bunch of friends that'll be like, Jesus, what's going on with you? Like, you're looking great. You're glowing. What's going on? And, yeah. You know, and then you have other people who'd be like, who the fuck does that one think she is? Look at her now, with her ears and graces. Those people, by the way, aren't your tribe. Like, they're not your people. Yeah. You know, your true, true friends will encourage you to do this because they'll want what's best for you. And yeah. you might find that you lose who you thought or perceived to be friends at the time you might find you lose that's just the organic deadwood taking itself away out of your life and that's okay 
Mm. That's absolutely okay. So mm. my advice to you, if you want this, stick with it. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody who does start doing personal development, is starting to apply the tools, realizes that their tribe is not their tribe and they start to panic about that? What would you say to those people? That's okay. That's okay. You know, your new tribe is coming. You know, what you, um, what you attract into your life is what you're putting out there. So, yeah. you know, you're doing this work on yourself. I thank God every day for the people that I have met on this journey. Mm. Like the people, the, the friends I used to have, I thought were friends. Mm. They weren't my friends. Like mm. Nicola, I wanted to be everybody's friend so badly yeah. that I used to be in financial dire straits just to have the latest dress to go out with the girls that weekend so that I looked good enough. Yeah. You know, I my my electricity bills and phone bills used to come in the letterbox and float down to the kitchen bin because I had to have a new pair of shoes because I wouldn't be good enough to go out unless I had the new shoes at the weekend. What kind of shit was that? Anyway, <laughs> you know, and, and those friends, they left me and I lost them. And I was devastated at the beginning because I didn't think I was enough. And I thought there was nothing else coming for me but these people. Mm. You know, little did I know that I was discovering myself and the people that I have in my life today are, they are gold. They are gold. Yeah. And they're yeah. there because I love them and I want them and they're good for me and they encourage me like I encourage them. Yeah. You'll meet fabulous new people along your journey because what you put out to the universe, you get back. So change your frequency. And when you change your frequency, that transition is uncomfortable because it's change. And, and you can only grow in change. Like when you were a small child, you might have had pains in your legs or pains in your arms and your parents might have said, that's grown pains. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they were. And on this new journey, you will have grown pains by way of losing people you thought were your friends. Yeah. You know, but growth is, is change only happens in discomfort and change only leads to growth to better things and trust the process, trust the process. Yeah. That's what I say. Do you have anybody in your life from many years ago that is still in your life today, Carmen? Uh, yes, one person. Isn't one, that phenomenal? One person. And that is my first husband's, my ex-husband's sister, uh, sister-in-law, wow. excuse me. And she's one of my absolute best friends. Wow, wow. So she supported you through all of the changes that you were making. Oh, 100%. And, and uh, I, I left that, that first marriage, obviously. And she's still married to my ex-husband's brother. And she does ring me and she says, you know, uh, you're the only one I can talk to because you understand you got out of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I hear you. But it's the old way of thinking that, that, that you know, so my, my beautiful friend, she's done a lot of work on herself. So she's almost come on the journey with me. Yes, yes. So, Carmel, at the start of this uh, podcast, I asked you, uh, who is Carmel Egan? And you were struggling to describe who she was. But now that you've gotten into flow and you've been speaking for 40 minutes, <laughs> I think you know exactly who you are. Yeah. I think you've articulated who you are very, very well. And Thank you. And your strengths and the work ethic that you've put in. Thank you. And Carmel, I've seen it from the start to today over a three year period. And I have to say, I'm so proud of all of the work that you've done. Thank you. 
Thank you. Make me extraordinarily proud to be part of my community, part of the tribe. You're an excellent member of our group. And um, you. you're so giving and understanding and um, always advising, you know, the newer members and the older members. But the, the, the change in you in the last three years is a testament to the work that you have invested into yourself. And the amount oh, of uncomfortable moments that you have allowed yourself transition through. So congratulations. Thank you so much. And that uncomfortableness is... Uh, is so different now it's still uncomfortable and it's still in my belly that horrible feeling you know when, when something's happening or i'm about to make a change but compared to the first first few changes that i made i never thought i could get past them whereas now i'm not afraid of that fear anymore because i yeah. know it'll lead to a growth yeah carmel on that note i think we leave it there thank you thank you carmel. so much for having me nicola today Listen, the pleasure is all mine and the pleasure is definitely going to be the listeners. So thanks ever so much. You're welcome. Take Lots of love to you. Slán. Bye. Well, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed getting an insight into what spiritual and personal development looks like. If you would like to join our Soul Work community, you can do that through my website, which is nicolaconnellyborn.com. I would love for you to connect with me on any of the social media platforms by searching with my name, Nicola Connolly Warren. I really hope you enjoyed our soul chats. Take care and have an absolutely fantastic day.